Welcome to Superhuman Women. Uh, it's our monthly dose of superhuman insight. This month we're focusing on beauty and aging. Why is it that we still mainly associate beauty with youthfulness? Even this in this day and age where women are finally sharing the spotlight, why is the focus still on looking young? Last week, we spoke to Joe Elvin, founding editor of Glamour magazine, about the role that the media and brands have played in shaping our attitudes to beauty and ageing. This week, we're speaking to a true disruptor of the beauty industry, Grace Foda, founder of Studio 10, a beauty range specifically targeting mature skin. Welcome, Grace. Hello. Excited to be here. Um, it would be great if you could um, kick off by telling us a little bit about your story. How did you end up focusing on mature women and skin and creating Studio 10? Because I am one. <laughs> I set up Studio 10 in my late 40s um, and because I felt there was a need and I was, I felt let down and I felt frustrated by the beauty industry at a couple of levels um, in terms of product, makeup product aimed at me. I felt there was nothing there that really did the job or a job of work or really understood me um, as a mature woman. Great skincare, amazing skincare brands, product, technology. You don't use the same skincare as you did in your 20s. And I thought, well, actually I don't want to use the same makeup because you know, you've got to look at not just the ingredients, but the texture, the finish, how it interacts with aging skin. And it's a very powerful medium to, um, you know, quick fix, cover the signs of ageing, not to be younger or look younger, but to have younger looking, fresher skin um, and put your best face forward. Because mm. there's so much negativity around ageing. Um, for women. And was there a particular point in time where you thought, I'm just going to do this? Was there a particular catalyst, a moment? Um, I'd come out of um, working for a makeup brand and it was really through um, the, you know, brand development, product development and looking and analysing all of the sales, the insight um, and suddenly I started to see a pattern which was women as they age investing and spending money on makeup, um, reading reviews where they were frustrated because it didn't have the right coverage or it sat in fine lines. And I thought, you know what, no one's doing this properly. And then I felt there was a lot of sort of lip service, um, you know, take a existing makeup product and put a few anti-aging ingredients and go, there you go, here's a BB cream or CC cream or DD cream. And actually, if they've done their homework, Women as they age, 40s, 50s, need and want a little bit more coverage. They don't want it caked on, but they need the coverage. And I just thought, no one is doing this properly. And also understanding how women as they age interact with makeup, because most women either say, oh, I do my makeup exactly the same as I did 20 years ago, or, oh, I don't wear makeup, it's too complicated, I don't understand. So just really simplifying it into one, two, three, four products that does a job of work. We're known as spanks for the face, which I know is not very glamorous, <laughs> but it sort of sums up who we, who we are. And, and tell us a bit more about the, the re reaction you've had from women. You know, what, what, what have you, We've have you seen? We've had the most amazing, amazing response from 
press, celebrity, makeup artists, which isn't our target, but especially from women, because I think they feel that we, I really understand how they feel emotionally, psychologically. And there's so much negativity around aging for women in the Western world. Um, so for me, it's about self-care, well-being, using the medium of makeup to actually make you feel better. You know, if you look good, you feel good. Um, and with ageing, if you can do a couple of things that gives you that boost, and it, do you know what, it comes down not just to ageing, but it comes down to self-esteem, um, independence, confidence. And that's why I love it, because um, it's so easy. It's so easy to use, it's accessible, and makes the biggest difference. And I've had emails from ladies, I mean, I've sat at my desk before in tears, where women are saying, um, your makeup range has changed my life because they're easy to use, you know, fit them into their routine. I've not looked like this since I got married or a lot of feeling-based words. Thank you so much for really understanding, um, you know, and the great, because you're worth it. It's that idea, and mm. we are. We d I think we deserve it. I feel really strongly about it. <laughs> and what, what, um, what? And so many aging women feel ignored. They yes. feel invisible. They feel ignored. They don't feel catered to, and they feel almost talked down to. So, um, it's a much bigger story than just makeup. If that makes sense. What, what, um, what impact do you think? society's attitudes to women and getting older have on women that you've seen from your first-hand experience? It's interesting because I think um, it's society's perception, isn't it? Definition and perception. Mm. So if we take the word middle age, I'm not opposed to the word middle age, it's a fact, it's, but it's dressed in so much negativity, um, the assumptions and stereotypes of middle-aged women are really negative. And, you know, I felt it when I went from 40 to 50. Um, so I think the society, society's definition of middle age and ageing is a negative. I think um, it needs to change. And I think, you know, individuals you guys, you know, me, other individuals are out there with that sort of pro-age message, you know, let's take a stand, let's be heard, we're not going to be invisible. Um, but in terms of true changing um, society's uh, views, you need, like, the big triggers, if that makes sense. So for me, it's uh, media, mm -hmm. it's film, it's music, it's fashion, it's beauty, it's lifestyle. Um, those big, huge brands um, and companies have a responsibility to shift the perception to a positive. Mm -hmm. And you don't get it with men, that's what's interesting. I've looked at women in the work, mature women in, in the workplace and mature men. Men in the workplace comes with positiveness, kudos, wisdom, gravitas, it's all positive. But with women, it's a negative. And even a, an inability to do their jobs. Mm. It's not just how they look. Yeah. There's a perception that they are not as able to do their job as someone who's younger. Yeah. I mean, it's actually quite... Um, oh, I don't know what the phrase is. It's almost offensive. Yeah. It's interesting because we've seen in 
the public domain culture and media actually more than brands that there has been some evolution in the way that women are portrayed women over 40 really are portrayed or or are recognized to some degree you've got you know big little eyes you know Nicole oh, Kidman yeah. all of these sorts of things so it feels like some of those stories of of these women and their lives and their their loves are bubbling to the top yeah and I just wonder from your perspective as a brand a disruptor brand if you've seen the positive impact of any of that or that sort of stuff or if you're yeah, aware of it I think do you know what? I think that's a really good point. And you start to see that that influence. So, yeah, film. Uh, but I also see it with music. It's much more blurred. It's much more blended. Um, fashion. I mean, I love Zara. I think Zara is a brand of the modern age because... Um, and it's one of the articles I've yet to write. It's should you wear the same clothes as your teenage mm. daughter. Well, I've got a pair of Zara jeans that my 18-year-old has exactly the same pair as my 15-year-old does. Mm -hmm. So fashion's a big driver, and that's beginning to come through. But I think fundamentally what it's doing, and I, this is the bit I get really excited about, is it's basically saying to women that they matter. And as a mature woman, they're not invisible, that they have value. Um, and... The sort of flip side of that is that women today, um, we are more independent. Um, we are much more opinionated. We formed our own opinions. And it, it's a sort of phrase that I use that I feel that we have our own sense of agency. Mm -hmm. um, and our expectations are higher. And we fundamentally feel that we matter. Yeah. But it's interesting because the, the, the other side of that coin is that even though as a generation of women in middle age we matter, we're more confident, we have agency, we're still not comfortable in our own skin. I think the stats that we see played out are that women see themselves at their, at their most beautiful and attractive the decade before their current age. Which is interesting because is that, is that how they see themselves? Because that's what society has determined. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you're right. We don't... You know, if you take fine lines and wrinkles, you know, and I've been there, I've looked in the mirror and I go, oh God, I've got wrinkles, it's going to make me look really old and haggard and all these negative, there's all these negative, negative words. You know, in different cultures, like Eastern cultures, they embrace it. Lines and wrinkles are part of your history. It's laughter lines, it's, it's part of who you are and your journey. And you know what, to get to that stage, it's quite humbling that you're still here. But our whole perception around it. Um, and... It is interesting because we are pro-age. We use the aesthetic of makeup, quick fixes to to cover the signs of aging. Makeup's a great tool. Mm. Other women, you know, do you know big boom in terms of non-surgical treatments. Mm. You know, some of us dye our hair or we do all of it. And and I sort of analyse it and think, well, why are we doing that? Is it because we want to look younger? and therefore goes back to we're just playing to societies we're not helping the cause and then I just think well I do those things not because I necessarily want to look younger but because I want to look the very best version of myself yeah and um that's the key I think yeah. Do you think that, um, you know, obviously you're a you run a disruptor brand, but thinking big business for a minute, what role do you think big brands play in this, in this evolution? I mean, 
you know, we, we talked about this stat that, you know, women see themselves as at the most attractive a decade before, so they don't necessarily feel the best they've ever felt. And yet brands, big brands will say, we're just playing back the, the, the attitudes of this generation. Do you think they think have they a responsibility have, yeah. to snap I, out of that sort of virtual circle? Because they, they have, I actually think they have a responsibility to society. Um, and they are the biggest influencers. You know, I am there, you guys are there. We're all peddling, trying to get this message out. But they have the biggest um, audiences, access to the biggest audiences. And for me, they have a social responsibility um, and the greatest influence. And, you know, the beauty industry is comes under fire quite a lot with its marketing. What they're saying is, you know, beauty marketing doesn't resonate with women as they age. And I wrote a piece a couple of weeks ago, funnily enough, and I, so many people responded to that. But Dior did an ad campaign for an anti-wrinkle cream using Cara Delevingne. And we did a poll on Twitter and it said, if you're doing an ad campaign for a product aimed at fine lines and wrinkles, should that model have... And 97% said yes, absolutely. Um, and so I think there's a big... Um, mis, not misconception, but there's a disconnect mm. with marketing. For me, it's all about authenticity and it's about respecting your audience. And of course, now with digital and social media, women can have a voice, they've got a platform to have a voice, and you know what, they are really vocal. So the Cara Delevingne thing was quite interesting for me because the product it was promoting, there was no efficacy, there was no authenticity, no lotion or potion is going to you know, get rid of wrinkles that you look like Cara Delevingne. So for me there was a disconnect, and I found it quite um, mindless and I found it quite patronising and it actually made me quite angry because I thought, do you actually think we don't engage our brains that we're going to fall for that? And there was a massive backlash. Caroline Hirons hashtagged mm. it. You know what? If you're going to do it, do it properly, right? What was interesting in my article I then debated is, okay, just because I'm a woman in my 50s, does all my marketing and advertising have to be models of, a, of an age? And I don't think it has to be at all. So if it was Cara Delevingne in a fashion ad, I, I resonate because I love fashion, it's blurred, it's much younger, we're much younger. So it doesn't mean you have to have that token. And then we saw you know, the beauty industry going, oh, we have to use an ageing model in an ad because you know, we're being attacked. And then they pull out Helen Mirren, who is amazing, inspirational, it doesn't mean I, I resonate, that resonates with me either. Yeah. So for me, it's really being authentic and understanding modern women today yeah. and their views, their emotions, their lifestyles. And that's where there's a disconnect. It's interesting because I think... Um, you know, the Helen Mirren example is a great one because it's great that she's there and I agree with you, she's not... Just because having a token older woman in, a, in her communication or advertising doesn't necessarily mean it connects with you. But also, she doesn't look her age. I mean, there was an amazing picture, I think it was on the front of the Times this week, of Helen Mirren 
in all her aged glory, actually. She looked beautiful. Yeah. She looked sort of windswept. But it was nothing like you saw in any yeah. of the advertising and marketing, which I thought was interesting. And, and actually, from the research that we did, we saw that 80% of 40-year-old 40 women or 40-plus women said they sometimes rarely or never see women of their age in advertising. So, you know, it's not even that there's a range. It's just that they're not actually there at all. Yeah. But and that's, I, not, that's just not acceptable, is it? No. It's just really... I mean, for me, advertising is, you know, what you're trying to do through an ad campaign or through any marketing is connect, is build a relationship, to build trust. And authenticity is obviously a buzzword in the world of Grace Fogel at the moment, with a audience. So if you do that, you have to understand them, you have to respect them. Mm. And it has to be authentic, otherwise it does not have the desired effect. And now you get a big backlash because consumers have a voice they've always had a voice but now they have a medium don't they that they can really voice those opinions and they are you know quite aggressive so it was quite that whole deal campaign i thought was really interesting yeah yeah and i think um just thinking about our 35 40 plus audience as well you know you know as as we talked about before they are such an important financial powerhouse for brands and you know currently in many cases they've been ignored you know they are mm. their needs and wants are, are not are not met um and they're not recognized and i think you know we've talked about this 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 audience of women over 40 now have such a strong voice because it comes from their place of confidence and it'd be mm. really good to get your perspective on you know how you've seen women change and evolve I guess as, as this generation has, has come together. Yeah I do think um, for me at the core there's a sort of not a rod of steel but I think at the core is an independence um, and I don't know whether that's because you know women um, are having children later in life so therefore they've established themselves more in their career they're used to earning their own money they might have bought a property and they don't suddenly want to give that up so I don't know if that's a driving force I think um, there's a lot more emotional intelligence and understanding um, that we've benefited from I think um, we believe fundamentally we matter and the role of women traditionally is the the carer, you know, the provide, you know, to create the home. It's always about everybody else around them. So whether it's looking after aging parents, whether it's being, you know, a mother, a wife, a it's it's about serving everybody around them. And I kind of feel um that's very much how my mother lived her life and she was very happy in that it wasn't as though she wasn't fulfilled or happy she was very um but i think us um as a generation still want to do that but at the heart of it we matter as well yeah and we want to feel fulfilled and be independent and um do things that matter to to us i think that's really interesting because i think the the uh, uh, this generation of 40 plus women have incredibly high expectations of themselves and their world and how they want to live their lives you know they've fought quite hard to be successful often you mm. know they you know they they have high expectations and it, it feels like 
brands don't reflect those expectations in the same way or if they do they serve them up in a sort of here you go here's the answer to your panacea of problems in terms of here's something to make you look younger or you know mm-hmm. it, it, it's not necessarily reflecting that the confidence of that woman and I, I feel like that's the next. I agree totally 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 agree and also therefore it comes across to women as quite um, vacuous, mm. quite patron- condescending, yeah. patronising, and you know, it's like saying, "Excuse me, I'm I'm not prepared to accept that." And you know, brands, companies have to be careful now because you know, love or hate social media or digital, there is a platform for women audiences to be vocal, and I love it, mm. and it 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 it's helped us as a brand because I write. Um, Grace's musings once a month, quite a heavy hitting, thought provoking, um, quite opinionated, never sort of judgmental, it's just a topic of conversation. Um, and I usually play it both ways. We get so many comments and engagement, and I love it. It's like a pool of us together. Um, and I hope that we, in our very small way, start to make a difference. But I do feel um, there is a social responsibility yeah. with media, fashion, lifestyle, the really big companies and brands who have touch points in society at every level um, to embrace not just women but embrace um, women as they age mm-hmm. and actually embrace the beauty in ageing because at the moment nobody sees it how do you just to sort of wrap up then how do you see this debate continuing how do you how do you how would you like to see the narrative for women change as they age um i'd like to definitely see it change it's beginning to probably for me as i'm a bit um impatient as a character not quickly enough um i think it is definitely changing you've seen it in you know like you say certain tv programs and movies and um but I guess for me is to the de- for the debate to continue and to visibly see it, um, whether it's in a brand advertising campaign or a role in a movie. I've got a friend who's an actress, she's in her late 40s, and she said, you know, she's considered too old. She is considered and looks too old to play a 40-year-old. <laughs> so what they do is they use someone in their 30s. I mean, that's just... Whereas you might get a man who's 55 quite happily cast to play a 45-year-old. It just... It's bonkers, it's isn't bonkers. it? It's yeah. bonkers. Absolute bonkers. Yeah. Grace, thank you so much for talking to us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.